Welcome to the Climber's Exit, a canyoneering community podcast, talking anything and everything canyoneering. And now, here are your hosts, John Sanchez and that guy, Steve. I'm Steve. Hey, and I'm John. And welcome to episode one of the Climber's Exit. So this is a podcast about technical canyoneering. Uh... A lot of uh, that is just gear, skills, education. Um, you know, we're going to really focus on giving you canyoneering specific knowledge um, that you can use when you go into the canyon or into, uh, you know, waterfall, whatever you're doing. And, you know, if we're, we don't have the right resources, we're going to try and point you in the direction that that does. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, when I first started canyoneering, uh, if I had a podcast that could, you know, point me in the right direction, I would have not done a lot of the things I did when I first started. <laughs> yeah, totally. But, uh, so that, you know, that we really want to educate everybody and we want to, you know, do our best to um, give you the right tools to make the right decisions when you're out there. So we're excited to finally launch. Um, John and I have been... Uh, we're, we're huge canyon advocates and and you know this is it's really special for us to be able to do this so definitely uh, you know and and i think uh i wanted to just take a minute and give a little bit of an introduction um and kind of give you an idea of like who i am the perspective that i'm going to give you and uh just you're going to learn a lot more throughout the podcast but uh, you know i am a canyoneer second and uh, originally a climber. So a lot of my experience comes from a, a climbing background and having a lot of the foundations of what I do in the outdoors um, start with climbing. And uh, eventually I really got interested in trying to figure out how to go canyoneering. And so uh, I kind of did the hard way and I, well, I don't know if this is the hard way, maybe this is the way everybody does it, but I just watched a lot of YouTube videos, read a lot of uh, stuff online. Um, University of YouTube is key. <laughs> <laughs> to everything, right? Right, right. And, uh, and, and you know, try to get into the community. Of, and eventually I got there, but, you know, like, I, I think one of the important things to talk about, Steve, is like, hey, uh, you know, as a new canyoneer, um, maybe I did some things that I shouldn't have. And, right. uh, you know, and, and there were, there are definitely some situations where if someone had given me some different information or some, you know, better advice that uh, I, I certainly would have chosen better. So, right. um, like, I, I mean, we've all been down that road, right? I, I, I truly believe a majority of, of canyoneers have, <laughs> you know, did things we wouldn't do, you know, once we progress and, and get better skills, you look back and you kind of laugh and you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. That was uh, <laughs> pretty dangerous, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. But in that moment, you're like, dude, I want to get into canyoneering and this is what I have. I'm going to go do it. You know, I, I think a majority of people have that mentality. Right. And it's like, what are we trying to avoid, right? Like we're trying to avoid certain situations where, um, you know, maybe we do have um, a better way to do things, um, but 
you know, like, how do we approach that? How do we talk mm -hmm. about it? Um, yep. And, and really, like, I think that's a big part of what we're trying to accomplish with this podcast is uh, everybody is welcome in canyoneering. Uh, it's a sport that gets better the more education and experience there is out there. Mm -hmm. um, so that said, um, I think we've got just a couple of topics that we, we plan on covering today. Um, what else? Yeah. I, no, I just, uh, yeah, before we jump into it, um, you know, when we talk, when you, when you talked about, you know, the things that we, we did when we first were starting canyoneering, just a quick story on the side, you know, when I first got into canyoneering, you know, I was leaving from same thing with, uh, the same thing with, with climbing and, you know, when I first did a canyon, I, I took my climbing gear to do it. And, you know, now, like I said before, it's, it's, yeah, I would never do that again, but I was using a dynamic rope, you know, an ATC, you know, I wasn't efficient, proficient with building anchors and I just went, you know, and it's super dangerous and super, super sketchy, but we want to make sure that, you know, the people that are listening and, and if you're interested in canyoneering, even if you're coming from climbing or just, you know, growing from hiking and you, and you want to explore canyoneering, you know, we can give you the tools to not say, make the same mistakes we did. Um, you know, we can yeah. fast forward, fast forward your, your learning process. <laughs> well, and you know, Skip. I, I, I think it's pretty really common for a lot of us that have uh, outdoor hobbies or maybe there's a, an easy to explain commonality for this, but like we love it when things are multi-purpose mm -hmm. and um, I think canyoneering kind of falls victim to um, people saying, Oh, well I've got this tool that I use for this other thing, you know, mm -hmm. it's, and I think it'll also work for canyoneering and, and, you know, some, in some instances, in situate, some instances and situations, they are right. But like, um, I think it's also really important for us to talk about, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you already have the skills to know what to do with, you know, th some of those more universal tools, we're not really giving you advice, you know, like, right. we're talking to the person who, you know, is maybe looking into canyoneering or, or started canyoneering a couple of months ago um, mm -hmm. and, and really wants, like, the most proficient way to do it until they can expand on their skills. Right. 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 So, um, you know, I, I think it's important to remember, like we all started, uh, somewhere with canyoneering. I, mm -hmm. I really, I like to tell the story. Like it's, it's really kind of blows my mind with what I got away with when I started canyoneering. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I, I told you this story the other day, but, um, <clears throat> when I was getting into canyoneering, I really was not proficient with any kind of anchoring. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really a concept that I understood that was different from climbing. And so a lot of times I would go and get to a rappel and, um, you know, like of all the options that I would have to rappel, I would typically choose to simul rappel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I mean, Steve, for those of, for those of, uh, those 
people out there that don't know what that is. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, John. So that is a highly technical way to repel. Um, so for the viewers, it would basically be, you know, a meat anchor, which is uh, a body, a person, hence skin and, and things. So meat, um, two people repelling on, on either side without any fixed anchor. So if uh, the margin of errors are, it's it's just a lot. Actually, I actually just read a trip report um, that was posted on a couple of Facebook uh, canyoneering groups about a few different problems and, and um, some really severe accidents uh, using that technique from inexperienced people. So yeah, very sketchy. And um, like, I think it's important to point out, like it risks two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, like it, it, some basic anchoring knowledge, like, a, you know, an eight blocker, carabiner block or something like mm-hmm. it, it is a much safer alternative. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of like my anecdote into like, yeah, like I, you know, I did th- dumb things when I first started and, and I'm very, very fortunate that I wasn't that, you know, Facebook story. But like, what about you? Is there anything you feel like you did? used to do um i think the biggest thing for me was just uh just dual stranding um and not really knowing you know like like how you talk about with the whole anchor building it's you know and that i think that was my biggest problem is not knowing how to build a, a proper anchor contingency anything and i would just dual strand everything and throw and go you know yeah. and Thank God, never been in a situation where, you know, I could have gotten a lot of trouble. But um, I've, I've been in situations where I did a throw and go dual strand, and it was tangled so, halfway so down. Stop. So let me mm-hmm. hang, stop you for just a second. When you say a throw and go, what, what do you mean by that? So a throw and go would basically just feed the feed the rope through the. Um, the link that's on the anchor and then kind of feed it to, you know, however long or however far down the Canyon is, and then throw both sides of the rope down. So the bag side, as well as the rope side, you hook up to both pieces of rope and you, you wrap down. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, there, there was times where ropes were tangled up really bad in the middle. Um, mind you, I was also using an ATC, so I didn't really have the intermediate, you know, not even advanced knowledge, just intermediate knowledge of how to lock off, uh, which is, you know, creating enough friction to stop yourself on rope with an ATC. So I put myself in sketchy, uh, really sketchy situations, but, um, luckily none of them were, um, epic fails thank god (laughs) yeah um so it's like you know we can look back at these these things and say you know we can laugh about them now because it's like man i really put myself in in some real bad situations you know but i don't want i don't want people to put themselves in those situations because at that point it's just luck that i didn't get injured you know or even you you know you know it's it's just it's luck at that point. We were just lucky that we did not 
um, get ourselves injured. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think uh, that is something that when you and I were talking, we were both like really, really on board with saying, Hey, one of the most important things for us is going to be to make sure that um, we really talk about safety in the Canyon because Mm -hmm. uh, there are going to be a lot of factors that you haven't experienced or, you know, haven't accounted for. And um, we aren't going to be able to prepare you for all of those things, but, you know, giving you the knowledge to be able to react to those types of situations, you know, knowing things like going back to your anecdote, Steve, about like double stranding, you know, like, knowing how to self-rescue knowing how to ascend back up a rope mm-hmm. will will you know give you these insights to why maybe things like double strand isn't the best option um yeah. and so that is uh really like and I, you know the other thing that we were both really making sure that we wanted to talk about is what we're looking to really establish here is not necessarily the end all be all for canyoneering advice. You know, you talk about mm-hmm. canyoneering with an ATC, like, yep. Is that possible? It's, it's possible 100%. And, Absolutely. you know, I don't, I think that even with dual strand, right? Like repelling, I think that there's ways to be better. There's ways to be more efficient. There's ways to put yourself in, a better situation if a self-rescue needs to be done. But all these things have been used. All these things can be used. I mean, back to the ATC, at that time, I didn't know how to lock off an ATC. Do I know now? Yeah. Is an ATC, will I go canyoneering with someone with an ATC? Yes, I will. I don't support it per se, I guess. I, I, I much rather want to make sure that that person is competent enough to know how to add friction with an yeah. ATC as well as how to lock off. But Which if that's are, what they're comfortable with, then that's both, what they're comfortable with. It's Both, both of those techniques are, are you know things that you need additional piece of gear to do with an ATC. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to do those, you aren't proficient with an ATC and you right. know, there may, there may be a better option for you. Like that doesn't mean that, um, you know, you should feel bad and that you should just do, you know, like we, we, we got lots of, of ways that we can talk about, like, you know, there might be a better solution for you. So, you know, if you're mm-hmm. new to this and this is something that you're really excited about and really looking to get into, like, we're going to show you some of the best ways to do that. Um, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that. Um, but before all that, I mean, before we get too deep into all that, you know, um, what are we even talking about, right? Like, what is canyoneering? And and more specifically, what's technical canyoneering? Yeah. You know, because there's so many different ways you can go canyoneering, and there's less ways to go technical canyoneering. Yeah. Um, so knowing what you want to get into first is is super important. So, yeah, and and you know, like let's let's really make sure we talk about what kind of canyoneering can you expect to hear about here. It's mostly going to be technical. Um, mm-hmm. It's mostly going to be canyoneering that you will need betas and you will need gear, um, and you know, there's lots of 
other wonderful hiking and, and backpacking and through canyoneering that you can do. And, you know, we may brief that, um, but realistically, like we're, we're really going to be focusing on technical canyoneering. Um, yep. and so like what, what really, like what makes technical canyoneering? How do we know what that is? Like, where do, where do you go to understand what that is? So, I mean, for me, you know, technical canyoneering, I, I base it kind of all on the, um, the ACA rating of what canyoneering is, right? And I know we'll discuss it a little more in depth on the rating system a little later, but um, so the ACA, which is the American Canyoneering Association, they rate things on a one through four ABC scale. Um, so technical canyoneering would be three and four on that one through four scale. Um, and so what that means is basically you need rope and you need advanced skills, which we talked about anchor building, um, map skills, you know, things like that. So technical canyoneering is very simple to the word technical. It's a more specific way of doing uh, a canyon and using specific um gear and yeah like, that's how me, that's let, how i look at it the easiest way for me i think that uh coming from climbing like the most relevant analogy i could think of is if, if you're thinking of like the yosemite system right like the, the five dot whatever um canyoneering follows a structured system similar to that um, and there are levels of difficulty similar to that. However, mm -hmm. they're, they're more like guides, right? They're not necessarily like, Hey, if you're out there looking to climb, you know, five twelve, you should be doing this Canyon, which is, you know, maybe I guess the equivalent would be like an X rated Canyon or something, but right. Right. But really like that it's a, it's a very rough translation. Mm -hmm. Um, so let me ask you this. If you go, if you go get some beta and you head out, um, let's say, you know, you head out somewhere and you're going to, you're going to go climb a 512. Do you expect it to be a 512? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's how I feel canyoneering's different. A, a big difference between canyoneering and climbing is because if I go find a canyon, that's a three B, which means a technical Canyon, uh, the A, B and C would be no water standing water and flowing water b is the standing water so i get a canyon that's 3b technical with standing water and i go do that canyon that canyon you know sometimes won't have water you know and sometimes that canyon will be completely different than it was the year before due to yeah. flash floods the rain season around canyons are ever-changing and that's one of the biggest differences as far as climbing and canyoneering is, you know, our, the rating systems is just a rough guide because, you know, I I'll give you an example. I did a canyon in the Virgin uh, River Gorge called Golf, and that canyon is rated a 3A. So it's a technical canyon with no water. If I did that can well, when I did that canyon, every there's 14 rappels, and every one of them was off a Karen anchor. 
and or a dead man. So a Karen anchored would be just like a normal hiking Karen stack of rocks. A dead man would be a, you know, basically a rock or some, some object buried that you're repelling off of. Both advanced, advanced anchors, right? And very advanced. Yes. and, And both anchors that are highly sensitive to how you're doing them. Right. Like, right really you got to be careful a lot of soft starts sliding don't put it not putting full pressure you know or full uh your full weight and 14 Um, repels is is insane i mean that that is a lot for a single canyon and it was in a it was about i think a half mile that's all 14 were in a half mile um so anyway so on this on this canyon like i said it's a 3a and every one of them Luckily, um, every one of the Karens were intact and every one of the dead mans were good. Uh, all the webbing used for the anchors were all good. But I can't imagine. Meaning like someone else had already like put them there and, and they someone were put them there. Yeah. Okay. The webbing looked very so you recent. Didn't, you didn't have to, so you didn't have to rebuild them, which, which you do I a lot of the not, time, right? In, in the canyon. Right. Right. I did not have to rebuild any. Obviously, every time you go in a canyon, you want to inspect everything that's there um, because there could be underlining issues. Webbing could be actually, you know, um, stripped down, could snap. I mean, there's so many variables. You always want to check everything. But I mean, this is a sport that is constantly undergoing weather. Right. I mean, that's how canyons are formed, right? It's, it's all it's weather. It's rain and wind, things like that. But so luckily, this whole canyon, we uh, we never had to rebuild anything. And that's a 3A. If there was a flash flood, if there was a lot of rain, if those Karen anchors were not there, that would have changed the whole canyon. And that rating, I don't believe, would necessarily be true. I think that canyon would then have been a 4, which is a big step up from a three. So three yeah. is a uh, technical canyoneering four is an advanced technical canyoneering. Not a whole lot of um, ratings in between there. Not a lot. So <laughs> once again, just going back, giving you giving everybody examples, the rating system is good to use, but make sure that we're always getting up to date information on canyons, the conditions yeah. of them because they're ever changing. Like- what we're going to talk about, like some of the supplemental pieces of, you know, resources that, that you can check to, to do that. And I think like the real big takeaway is like, they are just kind of guides. Like you shouldn't expect it to, to be a step-by-step route. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of things change. And, uh, you know, I, a couple of examples that I can think of is uh, we recently did um, a canyon in the North Wash called Shenanigans, and um, in the north, where's the North Wash at? The North Wash is uh, is down in southern Utah, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's a good point. You know, both both of us, you and I, were uh, we're Utah canyoneers, right? So yeah, a lot of um, what, what we do is is desert canyons. Uh, and if we're getting wet, it's usually from flash flood, you know, leftovers or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like, you know, crazy jungles and waterfalls. Um, a lot of canyoneers internationally get to do, do that cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or in the PNW. 
We're in the PNW, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so the 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 person that we were doing this with had warned us that it was going to be a really tight squeeze, and uh, I personally, I am six three, one hundred and sixty pounds. You really do not get much thinner than I do, and. And there were, you know, we had to take all of our gear off and there were points where I felt like it was a squeeze. And, Mm -hmm. and afterwards, you know, he had made the comment, he says, yeah, you know, I, last time I did this is about 10 years ago and the, and the Canyon floor was not nearly this low. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like realistically yeah, 10 years is a, is a long period of time, but, um, you know, this is also a sport where you're not going to have, um, at least, you know, to this day and age, you don't have mountain project where you've, you've got just hundreds of people telling you every inch of uh, a lot of the beta, like you've got limited resources, uh, and you do have to do some of the homework yourself, but it's not, not difficult to do. We're going to help show you how to do that. Yep. Yeah. I think that, I mean, talking about resources with conditions, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of groups on social medias, uh, you know, specifically Facebook, um, you know, there's a lot of great groups. It's basically, if and correct me if I'm wrong, John, it's a lot of the groups are, are, are region-based, right? You'll get, like, the yes. Colorado Plateau conditions. Yep. Arizona. P&W, yep, conditions. SoCal. So, you get, so it's not really, like, and for the people, you know, in the States, you know, it's not just like, hey, what's the conditions of a canyon? As there's one group talking about all canyoneering and, in the United States, it's not, it's, you really have to find where you're going to go. You know, are you going to, you know, the swell or the roost in these places in Utah, you know, which is considered the Colorado plateau? Um, are you going to Arizona, which parts of Arizona is still the Colorado plateau, but I know they, they have a lot of canyoneers and, and good roots down there. Are you going to Southern California, Vegas? You know, there's all these places have groups, Facebook uh, groups, um, that discuss uh, canyoneering conditions. Um, or if you have a question, throw the question up there. Hey, has anybody done this canyon looking to go um, and just get feedback from people? You know, yeah. every, everyone's always jumping on top of those with comments, um, you know, about conditions and things. And everybody always wants to help. I, I will say people, people always like to help those that, are willing to help themselves you know you you mm-hmm. definitely don't want to go and be like hey you know i'm looking to get into canyoneering where should i go what should i descend you know what area should i plan for uh you probably won't be met with too helpful of a response you know you definitely want to kind of do a little bit of research you know if you're not sure what's in in what area that's a totally okay question to ask mm-hmm. um you know, like people generally don't like planning your trips for you though. Yeah. Uh, and once again, I mean, this is like with, with climbing, with hiking, with canyoneering, you know, it's such a, a sport based on your own, you know, physical fitness. It's based on your own knowledge and skill. You can't have someone else plan a trip. I mean, we don't, right. Like that's like, Hey, if I never met you, John, and you said, Hey, you know, I'm trying to go on this trip. I'm like, ah, well, is he good at stemming? Um, does he know how, does he, does he have pothole escape gear? You know, like it's just, there's too many variables. You need to know what you're capable of doing with the gear you have, the knowledge you have, 
and your physical fitness. Well, and, and you and need to make that decision. I think it, it's worth also pointing out, like you said a couple of things that I wouldn't even necessarily think right off the gate, you know, depending on, on what canyon you're running. Um, but like, yeah, absolutely. Those are things that you want to know. Um, not necessarily things that you might think of if you are inexperienced with it, you know? So I think mm -hmm. like, all right, so let's talk about how do you, get, how do you get into canyoning, right? Like how do you start, um, what are some of the things to look for? Like, yeah, we talked about, sure, sure. There's YouTube. I think that that's just kind of implied. Um, mm -hmm. so, all right. So let's say for example, Steve, I am a climber in Salt Lake and I've climbed in the gym and I've climbed outside. So, you know, I've got a harness, I've got a, you know, I've got a Grigri, I've got a couple of carabiners and a helmet. I want to, I want to go canyoneering. Like, what do I need? Yeah, so I think um, if you're going with an experienced canyoneer, you know, I, I think the first thing and the most important thing is your descender. Um, you have your helmet, you have your harness, and it, and you can use a climbing harness. I know canyoneering harnesses are different than climbing harnesses, but, you know, if you put a link um, on your hard point on your climbing harness – you just made your climbing harness into a canyoneering harness. Um, the other big difference between the, the two harnesses would be the um, the butt scoots. So the 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 fabric that that goes and protects the bottom of your pants. Since we're doing a lot of sliding and down climbing on sandstone ah, and yes. different types of rocks and things like that, <laughs> the diaper. Um, so I, you know, I truly, if if you have you know, you have your harness, you have your helmet, you got some carabiners. I would just, I would check your carabiners to make sure, you know, I, I, I'm sure, but there's different types of carabiners and this could be a whole podcast of different types of carabiners. <laughs> um, HMS carabiners, which are the large, like pear shaped ones. Um, vital. Um, you're not going to be wearing your climbing shoes. I'll locking, tell you that. Right. You definitely want locking carabiners. <laughs> you want locking carabiners. Yes. Locking and, carabiners and, for and sure. I, like you, you mentioned something that, you know, to me as a cannoneer, I know and I love and I use all the time. You know, you said a descender, like for someone who has <clears throat> belayed someone else on an ATC or a Greek Greek, mm -hmm. like what is a descender? I've never heard of that before. So, a descender does just that. It descends you down. Um, the biggest, I think when we get into ATCs and uh, I know climbers and coming over to canyoneering, and especially us who, you know, John, we're both climbers first where we were, um, you know, we see there's nothing wrong with the ATC. It does the exact same thing as a descender. The, biggest difference between an ATC and descender is about the friction settings, right? When I see a descender, most of them are based on a, on a fig eight. And then a lot of them look like aliens or little people. Um, there's plenty on the market. Um, it's basically a, a, almost like a figure eight with different attachments or different setting points to add friction while you're repelling. They're called horns, right? 
horns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a specialized gear just for canyoneering, right? Right. And well, yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that I, I've seen it utilized in search and rescue and some other, other things, but specifically for canyoneering. You know, and for me, I will kind of add my two cents to as someone who has used other devices, uh, it, it really is nice to have just less gear, be mm -hmm. efficient, uh, you know, like one piece of gear and you're good to go with all of your basics, uh, adding friction, being able to lock off so you can stay on rope, whatever you yep. need to do. Um, so, you know, I, I think the other part that I wanted to really point out is, is, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, if you are going canyoneering with an experienced canyoneer, mm -hmm. um, like it, it's, if you're new to this, like, uh, hiring a guide is really great. Actually, like a guide is, is probably better than just trying to wing it. Uh, yep. You, the, the, if you don't know anybody or, you know, maybe you are a little apprehensive to just jump right into the community. Um, definitely like I have, I have ran canyons with many, many excellent guides. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good place to start, but, um, you know, if, uh, if you are willing to just jump right in, like you kind of mentioned community a little bit, you kind of talked about Facebook, like, I want to talk a little bit about community and like where to go for that because as someone who lives in Salt Lake and climbs like everybody here climbs it's yeah. not hard it's not hard to find someone that doesn't um so you know like you're not going to find the same experience getting into canyoneering at least not today and it wasn't that way for me I don't it probably wasn't that way for you right Steve right and so you know knowing where to look is really important. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Facebook and I'll tell you as someone who, uh, isn't huge on social media for my personal life. I actually didn't have a Facebook until I started canyoneering. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is such a central piece of the community currently that, you know, if you don't get used to it and, and, you know, like just suck it up, it's, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, I mean, there's plenty of people in the community that, um, hey, I'm headed out to this place, uh, first time hitting the canyons, anybody, you know, anybody willing to, to go, anybody's willing to show me a few things, and, you know, I guarantee there's going to be dozens of people saying, what day are you going, what time, you know, because they're all, you know, they're wanting to go. Me personally, anytime someone posts in these groups that they're coming uh, to the area where I live, um, where there's some good canyons, I, I'm, I'm the first to, to be like, yeah, you know, like, let me see what my schedule is like. I'm totally down to go. Um, I don't need a payment. You know, I, I just love canyoning and I love sharing my knowledge and with other people. And, and, um, we hit the canyons and we go, you know, and it, it doesn't cost you anything out of pocket. And, um, you know, we have a great time and, and, Next thing you know, they come back 
And they're like, yeah, just ran this canyon and this canyon and this canyon. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. And, and I think, you know, like you mentioned a couple of things like you mentioned, um, you know, meeting new people, growing your community. You mentioned, um, you know, kind of like and this is what where I really enjoy reading is, um, you know, people be like, oh, hey, I was in Baptist Draw last week and mm-hmm. it was bone dry um mm-hmm. so you know that you know that if you're going this week and that's kind of the, the thing about canyoning like yeah that could be really great information but if there was rain anytime between this week and last week it's kind of a lot less useful information um but yeah. it's still you know still fun to read trip reports just knowing that people are going out to those canyons um i think it's it's always an important reminder that um you know, when we are going out to these canyons and we're growing our communities and we are getting out there and we're seeing more people in the canyons, like we really need to do our part to um, keep that that preservation. Preserve there. them. Yeah, yeah, the preservation right. needs to be there. And, and we're yeah. going to spend a lot of time talking about that in this podcast. And I shouldn't necessarily say a lot of time, but we definitely will be talking it's a key about, factor to what we what, what we're talking yeah. about you know um we love this sport and we want to protect this sport and we want to protect the locations that we go and and that includes not just deep in the canyon that you know that includes the camping around that area yep. you yep. know that includes everything that has to do with the approach the exit you know we want to preserve this for future generations so you know, my daughter one day will hit the same canyon I hit and it's not destroyed, you know, yeah. from the lack of, um, it's just the lack of where awareness and, and, you know, having the forefront uh, in, the, in, in the forefront of your mind that preservation is just as important as anything yeah. else that, you know, we're talking about or that we're learning. And, and so. canyoneering doesn't grow, and, and, you know, it, canyoning will grow regardless, right? Like the mm-hmm. people that have been doing this for a long time can attest to the fact that canyoning is growing. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to happen. And we're not going to prevent these types of things from gatekeeping. You know, yep. we're not going to prevent these things from trying to keep people out of the canyon, um, you know, hiding betas. Um, you know, we are going to be successful by making sure that, you know, people know to check their anchors that people know to you know leave behind the types of material that they should leave behind and only when they Mm -hmm. can leave behind you know material um so that's that's something that i i want to make sure we really kind of like just say up front like it's it's really critical to both of us that um that's kind of the direction we're always headed in now i mean does that mean that we're going to recommend that everybody does ghost canyoneering because it's leave no trace friendly? Absolutely not. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, I think, you know, and that's, that, and that's a big thing too, right? When we get into um, talking about ghost canyoneering and, and using, you know, the device known as a fiddle stick or a smooth operator, um, you know, there's a lot of people, who are against using those techniques, you know, and there's a lot of people that are, are with using those techniques. I think that 
in the community, there is so many different options that are okay to use, but it's okay to use once again, going back to what I said before, based on your skills, Yep. based on your, you know, physical fit and based on your gear. If you don't have the skill or the knowledge or if you don't even know how to ghost or use a retrievable anchor, then why are you attempting it for the first time on a hundred foot rappel, <laughs> you know, or yeah. even a 20 foot rappel, you know, these are things that you should, should learn at home and practice in your living room while you're watching TV. And you, you should know, learn them. Yeah. Learn them. You should, you know, do, do learn them, but you know, don't, mm-hmm. don't learn them in scenarios where there is so much yeah. risk involved. Yep. Um, and then just know, you know, there's, there's, you know, I truly believe there's 10 answers to every question, but every answer is dependent on who's answering. If that makes sense, if that makes sense. But, but some questions are going to be easy answers too, right? Like when we're talking about beginning, we're talking about beginner canyoneering and I, you know, we talk about some, some very simple anchor building, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be pretty easy for you to say, John, simul repelling is not basic anchor building (laughs) right right not at all so not at all you know like sometimes there's just going to be just really like clear-cut ways for us to say like hey you know like give this a try um but that's that's the goal yep yep i think and there's so much to canyoneering you know um we could talk hours and hours about every specific part of canyoneering. I mean, we could talk hours about anchors. We can talk, you know, 20 hours just about the different types of gear. (laughs) You know, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to do. Um, Well, and I think that that's also worth mentioning. Like, you know, when you and I were talking about what we wanted from this podcast, we said, you know, community, we we want to, Mm -hmm have this be a, an extension of the community. And likewise, you know, like we also want to talk about whatever it is that, that you all want to talk yep. about. You know, we want to have a, have a place to be able to answer questions and have discussions. Um, you know, there's going to be times when we are going to be able to bring in people from the community um, from other places that can um, mm-hmm. and get, you know, get some different perspective. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we need some Pacific Northwest guys down here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So talk about these these waterfall repels they're doing that. I just drool to myself when I see them on social media. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know that like these nut jobs are doing it like with ice down the the side yeah. of their heads. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that. Uh, I think that we have a lot in store for this podcast and, and, you know, we really hope that, you know, we can, we can continue to grow this podcast and, and we can help, you know, hundreds, thousands, tens, thousands of people. Um, but truly if we help one person, it's cool. You know, I'm fine with it, you know, just because we love this sport so much and we want people to enjoy it safely. And we want to make sure that, you know, on the way for them driving, they can hear us talk about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> as they're driving as they're driving to the the meetup you know they're listening to us talk about <laughs> when 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 you're driving through that area with no cell reception you know we're the best thing that you have to play yeah that's just that's download the goal. It. <laughs> right um awesome any last any last remarks i guess just uh before we do a recap uh you know i i think um you know, I'm just I'm really excited that we are getting this rolling. I uh, I really hope to hear back um, from those of you out there listening. You know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd really like to see. Uh, you know, Steve and I are really interested and in, and in, uh, invested in making this something that really is worthwhile for any mm-hmm. canyoneer, new, you know, experienced. If you've been canyoneering for ten years, like we want to talk to you as well. You know, like we want to talk about what you're doing. We want to talk about, you know, some of your experience. So, um, you know, I know we kind of focused a lot on, you know, beginner canyoners and, you know, some of the people that are transitioning from other sports and hobbies, but the people that are already canyoneering, you know, like we love you. We're out there to, you know, Mm -hmm. to talk to you. Uh, you know, I absolutely love, 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 love when I go, to a event on the weekend and I meet new people, you know, just, I've consistently found like the people that are out there doing this sport, like they're my people. And <laughs> so, you know, it's like, true. It's true. It really doesn't matter how long you've been canyoneering. Like we're glad you're here and, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, glad, glad we can do this. Yeah. We hope you stay for the long run. So with that said, we're going to, close close it down for tonight and we kind of plan to release these every week um we'll have different topics and different uh different discussions and like like john briefly touched on you know hopefully have some guest co-hosts that can join in on the dialogue and you know and we will we want to hear from everybody and if there's a, a something that we or something that we, I always say we because we're a community. <laughs> you know, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, me and John. The, the greater uh, we. Right, the greater we as canyoneers. If there's something the, the that we want to... collective we. <laughs> right. Uh, if we want to discuss or, or uh, you know, we want to go over anything, just shoot us an email. You know, jump on social media, let us know. And, uh, you know, we'll make sure that we discuss it. Like, like we said, this is a community podcast. This isn't um, the John and Steve show. <laughs> That's before we start recording. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a community podcast, and, and we want the community 100% involved. So, super excited to actually launch, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. See you.